Hello everyone and welcome to Infinite Boost Podcast episode 27. Today's episode features the RLCS caster Wavepunk and was really interesting because he is still on his path to getting Grand Champ and is really actively working on getting better. So just having an interesting conversation about where the strengths in his game are, where the weaknesses are, and the things that he could do to really close those gaps and start getting better at the game as a whole. I've known Wave since the very beginning of this game, so it was nice to look back at the beginning of the community and reminisce a little bit as we were talking about how our games have progressed since launch back in 2015. I really enjoyed this conversation, Wave. Thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. I think you guys will really enjoy it as well. So without further ado, let's roll the show. And then I, I hop back on YouTube as I'm reminiscing of the older days of Rocket League. And you still have this video up on your channel of, I think it's like you, me, Cloud Fuel, and a few other people playing Rocket League. And it's like uh, funny moments kind of video. Yeah, one of us is, one of you guys is sick, right? I think CJ was sick. And he sounded like, he sounded like a Marge from The Simpsons. I, that sounds like CJ. Yeah, I think, I, I remember the video. Yeah, we like edited it with like a little like subtext and everything yeah that was, that was really fun just back in the days when the rocket league community basically exclusively existed in a team speak server yeah it was it was very small then for sure it, it certainly isn't what it is now and if anybody ever questions that i've been around since day one that's that's the video <laughs> that you can go back to to show that i have some longevity in this game yeah there's uh, your evidence but it, anyways uh we're right well at the time that this is going to go live, when when does RLCS officially start? RLCS officially starts a week from today, actually. It'll be next okay, Saturday. So RLCS is already going by the time uh, this is going live, because this uh, by the time it's going live, it's going to be in February. So Rocket League is already happening. I hope that you are uh, enjoying yourself with the new season so far and getting excited for what is to come. Yeah, I'm, it's it's a crazy season. It's a... It's a big like change this year as we're moving up to 10 teams per region. So that extends league play from five weeks as it's been for a few seasons now to eight weeks. And there's just so much more competition. I, I, it also There's a little bit more security too because there's like more space between the relegation spots and the, the playoff spots. More teams get to keep their spots. So I think that the, the players will be happy about having more, more teams. And there's more players getting the opportunity to make that crazy story in the run to world. So I'm, I'm excited to see how the bigger league changes things up. Yeah. And I feel like there was a lot of shakeup, especially in North America this season as well. So there's going to be a lot of, I mean, the big teams are still the big teams, but then even like that middle tier of team, there's a lot of shakeup, which I think is going to be very interesting to see. Yeah. And for me, it's so crazy because like, the story for so many seasons has been when is Garrett G and Justin going to win that world championship? When is he going to lift that trophy? And now that he's done that, I, I, to me, season nine is a new chapter. It's like, it's, we're beginning new stories. There are a few stories that kind of continue to carry over. There's like Farrah continuing to chase things, you know, and violent Panda and Dignitas trying to get back to that finals, the grand finals again, but like still nothing that's been stretching back since like season one, you know, like Garrett G. Right. So to me, this is like, this is like chapter two of the RLCS. 
Yeah, without the black hole. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what like new characters and new plots develop. Yeah, it it will it will definitely be interesting. But that's not what we're here to talk about. I'm sure we could both go on for hours about speculation and what's possible and <laughs> what we're excited for, but we're here to talk about playing Rocket League at a much lower level than the RLCS and yes. that's okay. So uh, we haven't played together in a really long time, and I know that a while back that uh, there were lots of words being thrown around about Wavepunk being uh, the RLCS caster that is actually the worst at the game. Oh, yes. So I'm yes. curious to hear, uh, go back a little bit and, and give me some insight about your Rocket League game. Well, it's it's so interesting because like for when you when you start getting into games right and you like I, the first time i ever saw a video game i was mesmerized i there was the coolest thing i'd ever seen i couldn't think of anything else i wanted to do I, I was always a very good kid growing up i was always someone that my like i wanted my parents to like me i wanted my parents to like think i was a good person and stuff like that so i would generally follow the rules the exception was video games though like they would tell me we're leaving don't play video games and i would still play end up playing video games i was just i always thought it was so cool and you know amongst my friends i was pretty good um and then i got involved in online could play and realized i was garbage and <laughs> it was it was like it just doesn't matter how good you are at something there's always a half a million people out there that are better than you are and i so i kind of at some point i realized that like i would play ranked in every game and i would never i would never be in the top echelon i would never be in like whatever the, the you know like the gold silver plat diamond that top tier wouldn't they always have a different name in each game never was in that tier ever and when i started to be involved with esports i started to like watch the games a lot i started to with rock league was the first game i really like delved into the community level and got involved with tournaments and i started playing with friends and tournaments and we were doing good if we won a game you know like we rarely actually even qualified for anything we made it to the playoffs of a like online league where you just it was a 2v2 league where you had to you, you had to schedule games with your with your opponents and so many teams forfeited just by not fitting the schedule we just showed up to matches and won by default we made it to the finals or we made it to the playoffs and then lost um so it, it was like i i realized quickly like i'm never going to be able to play this game professionally and i started casting and the the, the thing was is like i i'd always i'd always been someone who could look at something and really kind of understand what was going on i had i had the mind to be able to comprehend strategy it was just it was as as golden boy golden boy is someone who has this kind of the same sort of situation where he's like i'm a very knowledgeable person and i'm very good at games but when it comes to like the esports standard of like either you are a ranked warrior at minimum you are a ranked warrior you know if not a former world champion um he just he's not that level of a player you know and he, he always talks about these dang hands he's like you know i <laughs> i know what to do i know where to be i know what to do but these dang hands just won't do it and like i was like yeah I, that that's about how i feel so for the first few seasons of rlcs it was actually a real mental block for me because i wanted i knew i knew i knew the level of respect that it that being good at a game like brought you in the esports community and as someone whose job was to talk about the game on a high level, the fact that I had never been higher than gold or challenger at the time um, made things, it was difficult. My opinion wasn't as valued 
and, and to some degree, I don't, I don't know how much that was actually true versus how much I thought that I assumed that that was how they were viewing me. I was like, because my, because of my rank, I'm assuming these fellow casters of mine who are all people like James Bott, who was, you know, could have gone pro, but decided to not Gibbs, same sort of situation. Lawler was like a top 100 ones player. Carpet had more hours in the game than any pro did. I was, I was kind of like me and Leaf were kind of down towards the bottom, but Leaf was still categorically absolutely better than I was. And uh, I, I definitely was self-conscious about the fact that my my rank in game indicates that I don't know what's going on, even though that wasn't necessarily true. But it also it's funny, like looking back and realizing, oh, wow, there, there was a whole bunch I had no idea about at the time, partially because I was playing a gold. Yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting, especially since I've just recently started to take the game more seriously and think about all the mistakes I make and then pay attention to better players and how they play as opposed to how I was playing. When I did the Corelli show a while ago, he said that season three and season four was uh, world championship land was very uh, boring for him. Like he wasn't as excited because they were just hitting the ball back and forth. And for me at that time, you know, I'm in a similar boat to you. I was maybe somewhere in diamond and maybe even lower at that time. And, you know, I really enjoyed that more just because I I'm very easily entertained and just the speed of play and what was happening was engaging to me. But now that I know the game a little bit better i understand how to play the game right uh you know i can see things much differently than i did before so i could understand how he wasn't extremely engaged as a grand champion uh, because it wasn't that complex of rocket league it was more safe and secure rocket league so do you feel like you're able to what what rank are you at now like where do you where do you sit now as a rocket league player i am currently i mainly play standard and i mainly play by myself and i am currently um as of last night champ two division three um over the last week i have played in champ to division four the game i need to win to get into champ three for the first time ever i've played that game like 10 times and i've lost it every time and it's been a little demoralizing but uh it's 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 fine we'll get there eventually do you spend a lot of time in free play or practicing training packs anything like that or is it mostly just in games my my main warm-up um actually is rumble um, just because I like the 3v3 environment, I'm also ranked about the exact same in Champ 2, Division 2 to 4 somewhere. Um, and it's like, I like 3s. I really enjoy 3s. I enjoy 2s as well. And I, I force myself to play 1s um, as a... as a Because th- the thing is, for me, I am so... Like, mechanics is, all, is, is my thing. I know where to be on the field. I feel like my positioning is actually very, very strong. Um, it's just the how to get up and hit the ball correctly and make sure I'm like... The, the amount of... The amount of times that I've, I've had an opportunity to score a goal and I haven't, and it's like that's why we lost the game. Um, ones is the thing that will really shine a spotlight on basically everything. On uh, like if you make a mechanical mistake, you are getting scored on. If you make a positional mistake, you're getting scored on, and it just it it doesn't give you any room for error of like okay, I messed up, but my teammates rotated, so we're good. Um, so yeah, my my normal routine is to boot up, just play Rumble. I have kind of this like opposite of warming up like the earlier i am in my play session the better i play because my brain is thinking more clearly and it it gives me that 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 my strength is being able to 
understand where I need to be is being able to position correctly and to play kind of a Gibbs style, not flashy, but extremely effective way of, mm-hmm. um, of, of approaching the game. And so the earlier I am in the play session, the less I am on autopilot and the less I am kind of just going through motions and the more I am actively reading the field because my brain just gets tired. It's usually about two hours and I hit kind of a wall. Um, but in between games, I'll, I'll boot up training packs. And sometimes if I go on a losing streak, if I get tilted, then that's when the training packs come out. And it's like, let's just let's let's work on this mechanic in isolation. Let's not continue to burn MMR at the, for the sake of being frustrated. Yeah. When how many games would you say it is for you to step out of playing games and go into a training pack? Um, it's it, it can honestly it can be two especially if it depends on how bad the losses are like how yeah how was i the mistake what do i can i sense that i am the one who is failing um it could also be um i could be playing if i'm playing really 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 well and i'm just having teammates that are making dumb mistakes usually i'll last a little bit longer but like there's also for me there's also the fear of running into the same people i hate i really despise i almost wish that there was like a if you don't party up with people that means if you go on like a one, they go on like a one game probation of like you can't queue with them because there's nothing that's more frustrating to me than like queuing with a team or like queuing into a team, having the whole like, wow, this team was bad. I do not trust this player at all. Like maybe they just had a bad day. Maybe they just had a bad game. Maybe they just found out that they lost their job and they're just not, they're just ball chasing, you know? And like, I, I, I try to like always assume, like assume the best about why they're doing what they're doing. But at the same time, I don't want to play with that person again. Like give me at least one game off from that person before I come, before they come back. And when it's like, no, Hey, do the, do it again. Same team, same situation. I'm like, no, stop. And I, I actually don't know which one I, I prefer less. The, having that person be on my team or having that person be on the other team. Cause then if I lose to that person, um, that's the like, okay, so it was me. That was the problem. It wasn't them. Like I can't shake that despite the fact that no, they own gold. No, they double committed, you know, like, no, it's like, it was me because I lost with them and then they beat me. So clearly I'm the weaker player. To your benefit. I will say that sometimes it is the occurrence where their teammates are stronger players and they are the benefactor of those stronger players. So it's not yeah. always you. No, it's not. It's but it's it's like the mental thing I can't get around, you know? Like But there and there's that like, ah, I want to beat you now. And yeah, then you don't, uh-huh. and it's just that much more frustrating. Oh, okay. So Tom, like there's one story of I played on a team with a guy who was toxic in the most perfect way, and I stopped playing Rocket League for two weeks. I got I got Whoa. out of that game and I genuinely didn't pick up the game for two weeks because I was still tilted like a week and a half later. This guy, oh my gosh! I remember his gamer. He was, he was a Steam player, so I think he probably changes his gamer tag a lot. His gamer tag was Bacardi shots. And if this person ever comes up to me and says that there was them, if they if they profusely apologize, I will forgive them. But otherwise, I will try to get them kicked out of whatever venue I'm in because this I was I was so tilted. He was so perfect. He was like I we were playing a game. I think it was two v two. It was two v two, and he um we we were we like lost a goal we lost another one um i think i think it was the third goal that didn't that they scored on us my teammate tried to forfeit understandably and i was like no we can do this i think i said that in chat i was like nah man we got this there was like there was like more than half the game left and his response was no just one too many missed passes man smiley face and i was like 
what are you talking about? And then he stopped playing in the corner. I played 1v2 and scored. I managed to score a goal by myself. And I was like, come on, see, we can do this. And he was like, no, nah, it's okay, man. We just don't click. It's all right, though. Like, maybe next game or something like that. You know, it's just this This isn't working out. I, I don't believe in you. And I was just like, I was so defeated. I was so frustrated that this guy was like, just like, even though I was making the effort and actually managing to score by myself, he was still like, nope, I completely have no faith in you. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. That game's fine. Don't worry about it and go to next game the guys on the other team did you and, end up forfeiting no no we i played it out the whole way because at that point it was like it was a principle like i like i can't let this guy win you know yeah. like i'm gonna play this out and the next game he's on the other team tom i have never wanted to win a game of ranked oh, more yeah. than that game i oh i just wanted to prove to that guy that he was the problem and it wasn't me did you I've, ever play tiger woods golf mm, no Okay, no, so the only reason I say that is because I know the feeling and that always comes to mind because when you have a shot where you're just like, it's a real like big time shot, the especially on the Wii, you would hear this <laughs> thumping in the controller and then the wow. Wii can, the Wiimote would start like shaking like it was your heart. And I always, I always go back to that feeling whenever I have a game like that, like bump, bump. Oh, yeah um, this is like that pressure moment anyways go ahead yeah yeah that's no it was it was kind of this like i can't lose this game but my teammate yeah. was a playstation player and this was back before this was like back around seasons two or three of rlcs so this was before i could talk to them in any way shape or form and he was a merc player as well which in ranked generally means they're not taking the game as seriously, you know, like you, you occasionally run into like your James bots and stuff. But just generally, I've found that if, the, if they aren't running one of the meta cars to some degree, they're more just having fun. Um, the first two minutes of the game is just like a brutal defensive stand on both sides. Nobody scores. Finally, they score a goal. Um, and then the second goal is they scored on us it was the guy Bacardi shots brutally just absolutely breaking the axles of the Merc player with this wonderful dribble and scores he uh and he chats just a winky face after he scores that goal and on the next kickoff it's the Merc supposed to go and as like it goes three two one go he just flips over the he does the Merc doesn't go he just literally flips his car on his back and sits there and I'm like oh like the sweat you know of just like embarrassment pours out and the guy just oh he goes into town he's like man wave punk do your teammates like just give up on you a lot i must be a pretty rough life to live and stuff and i oh man like i think we for i think i forfeited that game just quit rocket league did not touch the game for another two weeks because i was just like oh he hit he it wasn't it wasn't the like like i would have rather him like just hurled obscenities and said you know terrible things at me than this like precision surgical knife right to the exact thing i was sensitive about about how bad i was at the game and with a perfect demonstration of it like this 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 uh you know the the merc player didn't see the quick chats though he or he didn't didn't see the like chatting back and forth at all he had no context he just perfectly gave up in exactly the moment when i needed him not to oh it was so tilting uh, so it it was almost not even what the guy said it's it's more your own like how you look at yourself in the game is what set you off yeah i mean it it, it was he like it, the the if you really want to mess with somebody find uh, the thing that they are most frightened of and say it in the way that is makes it sound the most truthful you know 
which for anyone yeah. listening to the podcast, don't ever do that. Don't ever do that to someone. It's a horrible thing to do to someone. But like that's like like just just slaying a bunch of fu's and you know telling and, and inciting people to suicide or something which is a terrible thing to do in and of itself it's like that becomes you become numb to that right because like you see it over and over again it's not personal they're not saying it to you you know that that's just what they say to anyone they're mad at so it's easy to kind of dismiss it it's when he was saying the thing i was like so sensitive about like how i play as a teammate and he just gave up on me and then the next teammate also gave up on me and then he was there to gloat about it and i was like oh no i'm dead i'm done i'm going back to my little pony simulator and i'm never coming back to rocket league that's unfortunate so you're a brony oh no no that's just (laughs) that's my my example of the game that i was like if i'm quitting esports i'm going to the what's the least esports thing i can think of though it's interesting i have a um with my work on twitch rivals i've gotten to touch a lot of different communities and the card game communities um there's a guy named that's admirable and he's a he's a hearthstone caster slash magic caster he's played basically every card game that exists and he says the my little pony card game is one of the best card games he's ever seen that just never succeeded because it was my little pony because like people wouldn't give it a chance because of the ip but the game itself is this like you're trying to help the person across you is this like friendship game where it's like you're trying to like beef up their army or something and like and like it's 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 this like it flips everything you know about card games on its head he says it's amazing i kind of almost want to try it just because of his endorsement huh yeah all that stuff that you get to do with uh twitch rivals is really cool um i'm sure that's a really interesting gig on a consistent basis i i thought i was done having to cram for things when i graduated for college or from college and then this show is like all right cool next week we're doing this game you've never played and it's like cool i got five days to figure out how to not sound like an idiot while i'm talking about this game and talking to this community and <laughs> then the moment the show's over it's like cool that game's over here's a new one do it again and it's like oh and now you're back dead in college me. yeah exactly it's literally like forget everything about that scene you're never coming back to that game probably so yeah it's, it's it's been a lot of fun it's been a really wonderful like experience and I've, I've grown so much as an online personality just from getting to touch so many different communities in esports and just gaming in general oh i'm sure and that speaks to i'm i'm gonna do my best to uh roll that back into rocket league the idea of being adaptable on a consistent basis and really like taking new things in quickly I think is a very valuable asset to have. Absolutely. Like Achieves and I talk a lot about how um, Rocket League is the is the, is an improvisers game. It's it's a game for people who are good at figuring out what do I do right now. Like when you think about like strategy, I I, I was so excited pre RLCS for the days when we could like have like a playbook and be like, oh, here's this team going for their signature, you know, back pass double touch play, and while players kind of develop a little bit of like a playbook like that, like Squishy has specific things we expect from him or like classics is kickoff and stuff. It's, it's so difficult because outside of the kickoff, the kickoff is the one controlled environment where everybody knows where everybody is and what everybody has and what everybody's trying to do, which makes it the most controlled moment, but also the most RNG moment because it's, mm-hmm. it's basically just rock, paper, scissors, and everyone's trying to kind of like slightly out counter each other and trying to outread each other. And so generally what happens on a kickoff is the ball goes in a direction neither team wants. And then the, it, every player for the, until the goal, ball goes in the goal is asking themselves the question, what should I do right now? What is the best thing, the most optimal place for me to be or to, 
optimal thing for me to do in this moment. They're asking themselves that question about three times a second, and they're constantly adjusting as they go. There's no like it, it's it's a reaction game. It's it's what I'm looking at the field and I'm reacting to where I should be. There's no like oh he's got the ball cool, which means I can move back here and then I'll receive this here and then like that guy will have that boost by then and we'll have this like you're you're not like seeing four plays in the future. It's more of just like a right now what's going to happen and what's the next best thing I can do and we'll mm-hmm. figure out the rest from there. Totally. I yeah. And it's still so magical and exciting when you can get a pass from one t- teammate perfectly from that teammate then to the third in threes and like you put together this perfect team play for a goal. Like it's not a set play. It wasn't planned. It's yeah. just everybody is perfectly aware of what's going and sees the opportunity and then takes advantage of it. Yeah, no, and it, it's it's like those plays are so beautiful, and they're, they're they're literally my favorite thing in Rocket League is the full blown pass plays when you get a team working together, all working in tandem. But it's like the third guy in that play has no idea that he's going to get to take that shot until right before he gets to take the shot. You know, like the person that has the ball, he's looking for the pass. The second player is looking for the pass as well. But then his shot goes on the backboard. He like, as the ball approaches him on the pass, he sees, Hmm, this, I'm going to have trouble actually getting this under the crossbar. My best bet is actually probably to put it on the backboard and set up kind of a pseudo double tap for my teammate. And the other team, the third man is reading that same situation, right? So a play that originally was just going to be an infield pass is now a three man play off the backboard. And it's like, and that's just that, that wasn't due to the way that the guy passed the ball. And it like passing is, arguably the most difficult thing just like like on paper shooting is putting a moving target is using your moving your moving body to take a moving target and put it into a stationary place saving is taking your moving body and moving a moving target away from to anywhere else anywhere other than one stationary place passing is moving your moving body and taking a moving object and moving it onto a second moving body that's the size of yours like that just just objectively mathematically that's the most difficult thing to do in rocket league um, with the d- hope that the person that you're sending the pass to is also aware and ready is and ready going yeah. to be in the right place to then do something with it yeah exactly and the game is so stupidly fast that there's no way to be like hey get up on that wall i want to pass you the ball because by the time you finish that sentence you've missed your opportunity to pass it you know like you, you have yeah. to be playing with people that are intuitively looking for those things and are understanding where they need to be before you're ready for them you know most of the guys that I play Rocket League with on a consistent basis, their names are two syllables or less. And mm. usually when you want to put a pass to them, you barely have enough time to say their name, let alone like, hey, I'm going to pass you the ball, so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. It's And it's it's. I feel like with passing, it's almost more on the person receiving to make sure that they are available, you know, saying like, look for me. Or, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm centered and like, you know, like, like calling that, like I'm in position for this. If you're having to say, Hey, be ready for this. They, if they aren't already ready for it, like it's, it's, it's like either you can pass the ball without saying it and it'll work out or if, or, or you're going to pass the ball and you're going to say it and it's not going to work out anyways. You know, it's like, it's like the, 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 the stating of be ready for the pass is almost not valuable mm-hmm. because either they were ready for it already, or there was no way they were going to be ready for it no matter what you said. So how much in, because you, as you said, you mostly solo queue, how much do you actually try to pass to your teammates in your games? I, you know, it's the, the, the first step of playing a ranked game 
um, and I don't think this applies to any any level of ranked, is to watch your teammates and figure out who what do these guys do, how do they play. And it's a very simple thing. It's really, really looking for one thing. It's like once they've hit the ball and once they've kind of lost control of the ball, what do they do? Do they sit around? Do they kind of like just like like literally do like a one semicircle? And now they're like they basically just like completely they, they, they don't rotate. They just try to get like right back behind the ball. They don't think about their teammates. They don't incorporate their teammates in any way, shape or form. Or they go back to midfield, pick up a boost and like half rotate in, still not swinging all the way back around. Or do they come back and, and, and incorporate me, who's back on as the third man into the play and understanding what they do there is it changes how you play on the field. So if a guy if, if you have someone who's willing to rotate all three ways, that actually frees me up more to kind of be a solo like hero because i know i have this strong defensive line behind me because these guys are all thinking about like i need to give space and i need to let this guy play with a ball but that also means that there's a chance they're not going to move up to take a pass versus if they're half rotators and if i i see okay this moment they they got demoed they got bumped out they're they're they they can't go for the ball they'll see me pick up the ball and i know they're not going to chase right behind me there's a really good chance that guy's actually going to be there for the pass so you might look at someone who's half rotating and be like come on man like let me be part of the play but that person actually will make you he will be more strong on offense he will be ready for it. and because he half rotates he spends more time on offense which means that that is where he is better at the ball he's better at shooting than he is at saving and so the, the first like minute and a half of a game is trying to read teammates and understand what does this person do when they don't have control and that'll inform what I can do when I have control. Yeah, that's and, and what you said about half rotations and, and especially even going back to what you said before of like a Gibbs style of play. Um, would you say that you're you're more of a conservative defensive player? I, I because I am always like the, the thing about somebody who like straight up ball chases or half rotates is to some degree they are assuming their teammates are going to read them. They are saying, I'm going to do something. You react to what I'm doing. Right. And I very rarely will do that. I am much more. I don't of a, even know if they're saying that they're just yeah. blindly staying in the offensive half yeah. of the, that would be they, my inter i think you're giving people a lot it. of credit um, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, it's weird because it's like for someone to be at you know the champ two champ three level like at, at down at like silver gold even plat and like maybe even low diamond i can understand people being like i just like to chase the ball i don't care about my teammates if whatever they do is whatever they do you know but once you're getting into champ i'm starting to be like come on there, there, there's got to be some some level of understanding of the game of a fundamental understanding of rotating and it and an active decision to ignore it you know like i i do think that to some degree they expect their teammates to just react to them and I, i've talked to crelly about this before that like you know ball chasers it seems at first it seems really frustrating because they're not rotating but at the same time they're also the easiest to know what they're going to do because you know if they have a chance to attack the ball, they're going to attack the ball, which means just position around that. Just just and only go for the ball when they seem ready for it, you know? And it's it's really interesting when you look at my my stats um on like Rocket League Tracker or something, the place I, I'm I'm, you know, pretty high up in like the top, you know, eight percent, five percent or whatever of like shots, like total shots taken and total um, you know, goals scored and total saves made. The one stat where I'm really, really low is MVPs because mm. I'm always just sitting back watching people 
play in front of me and just kind of clean up their mistakes because I'm like, I'm just going to react to what you're doing. And if they, if they full rotate, cool. Those are the games where I have the chance to really go up and be aggressive on offense. But the thing about a ball chaser is he has, he's best when he's ball chasing. Don't try to get him to rotate. He will make mistakes. He will double commit over and over again, allow them to do what they are good at and you, you will win more games. And so I have so many games where I win and I'm at the bottom of the scoreboard and it says I have like one shot and maybe two saves and that's it. I wasn't involved in any of the offense. Right, I just, 125 points and you're like, what did I do? Yeah, it's like I did nothing, but we won. So that's right. all I care about. Like I gained MMR and I, I, I genuinely am n- almost never the guy who's really carrying on the team unless I have two teammates who are willing to like do that full rotation. And the thing about the full rotation is that means that my teammates are behind me and I can't, I'm not visually reading them. I'm having to kind of assume where they're going to be. And the amount of times I've set up a pass or something like that and then turned around and both my teammates are like fully in the back third. And it's like, oh, come on. I needed one of you to come up with me. I like that you're thinking defensively, but like one of you's got to go. Like that, the, the, that's, that's a much more difficult game than I know where you're going to be because you're going to be right up my butt because you always want to touch this ball. And getting into a game though where you have two defensively minded teammates probably has to happen what nine out of a hundred games yeah yeah no it's it's, to get two of them is is pretty rough and usually it's funny because generally what happens is it's not that there's a defensive teammate it's that there's iq into a duo who's looking for a third and one of the guys is my mmr or higher and the other one is his buddy he's trying to carry and that buddy that's like diamond two yeah and he's just he can't read fast enough Mm -hmm. so he's like he's doing the right thing if you can't read a play if you're like i know i can't get to that ball earlier like technically it's what i should do in this moment is be flying through the air to to attack this ball but i know i can't get there what you should do is fall back allow them to hit the ball they'll probably make a bit of a mistake like that there's it's a low chance that they're just going to hit a rocket of a shot straight into the goal on that touch just like give yourself more opportunities to fight another battle that you could maybe read better. But that does mean that in a situation where it's like, okay, with the ball on the wall, I pass to the middle of the field. Where is this guy? Oh, he's all the way back. Cause he's like, there's no chance I was doing anything effective in the middle of the field. So it's just like, okay, we'll just kind of creates this like gap, this hole. And it's, I, I actually, I love it when they're the other team has that sort of rank discrepancy and it's always a frustration and kind of a challenge. Anytime my team has some player, who is clearly a lower MMR than the others. Mm-hmm. This whole thing brings up a very interesting point with Rocket League in general, because obviously, uh, and I, I think RLC is somewhat to RLCS is somewhat to blame for this because, you know, you see these flip resets and ceiling shots and the high action gameplay and just everybody in the air and it's moving so fast, fast, fast. And okay, so I don't I don't want to seem like a jerk because obviously Rocket League is a game and everybody should be able to play the game for fun and how they want to. And there are some people, uh, you know, like me to a certain extent, like yourself, what you've been saying, that also are willing to sacrifice maybe how they would like to play the game for the sake of winning. And I think to the general public, it can be very frustrating if you get an a, uh, a teammate that likes to half rotate and is consistently going for the ball and is poor at like being a part of the entire field and the entire part of the of the game. To get a teammate like that, and you don't necessarily 
have your opportunities to make attempts because you're always fighting for the ball. That can be frustrating when you're wanting to play the game how you want to, as opposed to focusing on doing or accommodating for whatever your kind of play style that your teammates have. It's, it's a fine balance uh, that I think if more people were open to really being aware of what a real rotation is like or being a well-rounded player that we wouldn't run into that as often. Yeah. And well, but it's, it's interesting because like anytime you have to educate the general public on something like rock league is so intangible. There's so few actual like hard numbers and like, like it's not like like there's a it's the difference in like a MOBA between a skill shot and an ability that you just you press the button and it happens like the person will the your target will get it hit by the falling sword from the sky you know like it's because Rocket League exists so much in a physics engine there are there there is there is no way to like mandate or require rotation um and. Sure. So I think that there is no if there's not a way to teach rotation in the game, you will never have like full saturation of people to understand how to do that. And also, I think it would almost maybe stunt the growth of Rocket League if we forced it like rotation is what we've thought of. Rotation is, is, is what we have come up with as the best way to play the game. And rotation at its core is a is covering for your teammates mistakes. It's saying, I don't like I'm going to go behind you because i don't know if you're going to win this touch right if, if your team always successfully won their challenges you would never need to rotate you would just you would just constantly just kind of push forward on the field and you just knew every touch would be the right one right but because you're going to make mistakes because teammates are gonna make mistakes we have to rotate to cover for those mistakes as teams get to the point where as players get to the point where they have a mastery of this game to where they can literally do anything they want with the ball the game will become much more about about passing back and forth kind of like soccer where people have positions and people are a little bit more like not not to the same level as soccer but like it will be it, the people will be positioned more on i know what's going to happen because i know what you can do with this and the other team will also know i know i can't challenge him here because he's just going to flick me and then he's going to jump in the air catch the ball and sh- you know kind of like fling it over to his teammate over here so i'm going to try and maybe maybe i'll try and go for that and like maybe a teammate will go for an interception or something like that the game will become much more of a mind game than it will be this like can i actually execute the aerial because we're still in this super early stage where the total car control i think we're so far off from oh and like i i I think i think like man yeah i don't i don't think we should ever try to like look for a world where every player you run into and ranked knows how to play the game or knows how to knows what the leading strategy is i think it's much more of a like I pride myself on being able to read my teammates, understand how, like, what is the way I need to play this game best to win this particular match? Not what mm-hmm. is my favorite way to play Rocket League? What is the way for me to win this game? And that, like, honestly, you, you talk about, like, am I sacrificing how I want to play the game? That is how I want to play the game. I Right. My, the joy for me with Rocket League is it's a team game, and I enjoy being a good team player and fitting in however that is. If I need to be up front scoring, if I need to be in the back defending, if I just need to be rotating or bumping or stealing boost or whatever, I'm down to do any of those things just to be my, like, super well-oiled cog in the machine that is this winning team. And I, I'm, I'm kind of reflecting on myself as well about 
what you just said, like the way that you want to play is as a supportive teammate to make sure that uh, you do what's necessary to win. And really, if if I if I had my way, the way that I would be playing is a very fancy, like high octane, you know, scoring cool goals and and touching the ball a lot kind of way. And again, going back to the hands portion of the conversation, which you said, you know, towards the beginning of the show, like, I just don't have that in my hands. So and that's not necessarily on my teammates. That's on me not having the skills necessary to play the way that I want to play, even though sometimes I will still attempt to play that way, which leads to turnovers and mistakes, loss of possession and goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so funny there is that whole battle as yeah, well. There, there are moments in ranked where, especially if we're up by three, I'll go for the thing that I know I should do, even though I know I'm not good at it. You know, I'll like, see, I'll see the ball on the wall. Like, sure. I'm going to, I'm going to try and go for an air dribble here. I know I suck at these, but the only way to get better at them is to try them. And the best place to try them is in an actual competitive environment. And if we get scored on here, we're still up by two. It's okay. You know? And like, sometimes I do go for the thing that I know is the meta play. And other times though, especially when the game's closer, I will be like, I don't, I, it's not a high enough percentage chance that I'm actually going to successfully do that. I'm going to fall back. I'm going to fall back. And I'm going to wait for them to make the touch on the wall to me. I, again, I don't think that they're going to make the shot of the century off this wall. I should have time to be able to recover and make a play off my own backboard or something, you know? Uh, so I want to go back a little bit farther talking about, games losing streaks things of that nature uh and just looking at like how you look at the game some more so do you ever like watch your replays or anything like that yeah actually i mean i've had a i've there was back when i was streaming like two years ago i was streaming really regularly part of the routine for me on stream was we would play games um if we went to overtime and we lost we would always go save the replay pull up the replay and break down what happened here was it me was it a teammate where was the point where we lost this game and i liked doing it with the overtimes in particular because it made it very like consumable nugget sized replay analysis it gave you a very clear starting point and a very clear ending point that was going to be less than five minutes um because it was it wasn't really fun to necessarily break down a seven goal game you know like there's just so much replay there's so much analysis that happens there um but in general nowadays with rocket league i i know why i'm losing games um i know when it's me i know when it's a teammate's fault i know also like the the regular mistakes i make and the bad habits i have and it's not as much about needing to i don't need to the analysis part is over it's now the actual like flushing that flushing out and going through it and, and figuring out like putting in the hours to fix those things like i don't air roll enough when i'm coming off the wall like air roll is actually something that can confuse me a lot like and it's something that i'm pretty decent at for recovery but when it comes to actually using it for shot placement um the moment i start to kind of get that barrel roll axis on my car in the air going my brain kind of goes wait which direction's up again what direction like if i push the stick in this way what direction of my car go oh wait that was the opposite of what i wanted it to do and so just kind of like needing to get that next level of mastery of no matter what direction my car is oriented knowing which direction i need to push the stick to get the result i want that's the next like big hurdle for me huh that's interesting do you do any um like obstacle courses or anything like that where you're working on your flying on a consistent basis i i haven't i should it would definitely help a lot um the only reason i haven't is just because it's like 
I just haven't taken the time to go through the workshop and find them. You know, it's 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 not super like intuitive. I'm sure once you start to do it, it's very easy. Um, plenty of people have I've watched plenty of people do them on like Twitch and stuff, but yeah, no, I've just never taken the time to actually go find them and download them. And I I will do my own like flying things though on on a like free play and stuff of just just trying to keep the car in the air as long as possible under and like and give yourself kind of a goal of like okay, i'm gonna find i'm gonna turn the car this way i'm gonna land on this wall come off go fly over land on that corner something like that and just try to do the play in the like it's it's sort of like giving yourself a pseudo obstacle course but yeah the, the aerial obstacle obstacle courses i think are great i'd love it if they were like actually part of the game i know man i won so desperately for them to come out with a proper creative mode i mm. mean it would completely change the potential of the game of rocket league i uh, mean it's it's it is the it is the number one way to guarantee your game has longevity is to give the community tools to make things in it and the, the, the workshop's a good first step but yeah having like an actual built-in creative mode would be pretty wild mm-hmm. i mean i i was just watching tim the Tatman stream some Fortnite the other day and he was working on a creative map and working on edits and things of that nature and just the the complexity of the map that he was doing uh, and just the fact that somebody took the time to create it in the game uh, being able to develop something like that in rocket league would just be it would be so cool and it would i mean like you said the longevity and the opportunity that it would provide the community it would just completely change the potential of uh, what it has to offer yeah, I mean, you, you seem like it, it is. It's the reason Minecraft is still around. It's because it's a game where you make your own fun, and they've just given the community so many tools. Like Fortnite, I think it's their whole creative mode. That that was the moment. It was like, okay, Fortnite's gonna be around for a long time. Like people were gonna get tired of the battle royale after a while. It's already kind of like lost a bit of its steam. But creative mode, man, like that's there will be a different way to play Fortnite for the next decade. And it'll be super cool to watch what those people come up with in that engine. Well, and the fact that they put it into their uh, competitive atmosphere, you know, that they gave people an opportunity to have a creative championship at the World Cup. Yeah. You know, like if some you added in, made that game. If you added in creative to Rocket League, you could easily have. Uh, speed challenges you can have races you can have all kinds of different things uh that you don't just have in the normal 3v3 but i mean yeah. that's that's a huge tangent uh of where <laughs> this uh podcast normally goes but i think that you know especially since we're so early in a new year people are like oh what do you want to see in rocket league or what would i like to see in rocket league or you know what's next for rocket league i think if anything if they never added anything ever again to this game, if they added a created creative mode, they would be set for the rest of eternity. I, it's it's interesting because the, the Rocket League, like the beauty of Rocket League, is the sandbox. It is that it is a it's the only. I think I'm correct in saying this is the only purely physics based esport. All other esports have some sort of like press this button to do this thing, and Rocket League doesn't. Like there's I guess there's jumping right, but like that's still just a mechanic in a physics engine. And it's interesting because the the, the the physics engine is really geared for one thing, and it's for Rocket League, right? If you tried to make, like, a racing game in the current Rocket League engine, it wouldn't be that much fun. Um, you hit the top speed, like, way too fast, and the top speed doesn't feel fast, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I, it's, I, it'd be, my brain goes, like, 
what is the best way like what what can what can the creative community do like and my brain doesn't really think of that many things but people like Lethemir continue to prove me wrong that there are things you can do that are entertaining and the way that they've like continued to improve um on like the the volleyball mode and everything is mm-hmm. really cool like it's so yeah. it's so much fun to see what people do with this game well and i think even when it comes to races like yeah if you're on the ground like if you wanted to create mario kart in rocket league that wouldn't be very interesting yeah potentially because supersonic is so easy to obtain and and keep but then when you add in like we were talking just a second ago about flying like that's more skill intensive yeah yeah, making sure. sure you turn appropriately and have your car angled at the right angle to especially if it's multiple turns at the same time i was just doing one uh one new map that i had never done before it's it's the aerial map where you have the easy medium and hard and you run out of boost so you have to like go over the certain sections or go through a certain spot to have your boost reloaded and one thing that that map does really well even though it is pretty easy if you had unlimited boost with the limited boost you have to be very good at like taking a turn but then immediately prepping for the next turn so you can be as efficient as possible Mm, yeah and that really ups the skill that it takes to do it and then on top of that kind of going back to what even started the conversation you know being able to control your car when it's facing different directions whether it's the side or upside down or backwards however you want to look at that if you're trying to freestyle throughout that entire thing to add that extra level of challenge uh you know there there could very easily be like a freestyle speed challenge race that is in some kind of competitive zone uh in rocket league that would be very engaging like yeah i I think about um games done quick I think if somebody put together a a triathlon of sorts of a challenge, I think that would be really engaging and a really cool way to bring new people into the game. You know, if you did the dribble challenge followed by an obstacle course, followed by something else, and it was a race or, you know, the the time was 45 minutes. Like that is a speed run to me. Yeah. It's somebody that's working on figuring out how to do that the best that they can as fast as they can. And it takes a certain amount of skill to do that on a consistent basis. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you can't really have speed runs in Rocket League right now because the whole game is timed, right? So like, like the game will last five minutes, but if you, you invent, but I ways mean the obstacle the game, courses. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically. You, you invent ways to play the game that are separate from the timer. And all of a sudden, yes, absolutely. You have speed running out yeah. potential and it's super cool. Mm-hmm. I would, I would really like to see that. And it's almost just like, you have these guys that all they do is practice getting 25 flip resets in one shot. Yeah. Like you could bring people into this game that purely just play the game because they want to be really good at this specific new speed course. I mean, scissors built a career on creating really good creative maps in these death runs in Fortnite. You could just as easily see people. I mean, Lethemir's doing it right now. It's already happening. It's yeah, just yeah. not as easy as it would be if it were in the game. Yeah, for sure. I agree. So, getting back to um, 
what this podcast is again actually about. I <laughs> love that we're going on tangents because I think it's all valuable and uh, whatever. It's my show. I do what I want. Yeah. Um, tell, talk to me a little bit about, because another thing that you brought up earlier about just being champ two, and I can't remember what made me think about it specifically is, and you know, I'm, I'm right on the cusp of champ one, champ two, and have been there a really long time. And I've, I'm learning as I'm really paying attention to my game even more, how many mistakes I actually make and, and how weak I feel I am at the game. Even, I mean, you know, I'm almost champ two. I'm, I'm pretty good at the game yeah. as compared to the community at large. And yet I see so many things that I'm deficient in. Um, so like, what are, what are some of the things that you really feel are, are holding you back at this point? There is like the, the, the general, like just intuitive understanding of how, how the car works in the air and being able to really understand like it, it's 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 mostly about like orientation and perspective because there are two there are two things there's when my car isn't oriented directly with me looking at it the way i look at it when it's driving on the ground and it's in the air like if i have it turned in some way my brain suddenly is like i don't know how to move the sticks to correctly orient the car and the other one being um when I'm on the wall and then you just orient mm. your entire perspective 90 degrees, you know, there's just so many mistakes I make there partially because I've just, I've spent so much like just exponentially less time on the wall than I have on the ground. Mm-hmm. Just by nature of playing rocket league, you always start on the ground and eventually you start to venture up onto these walls. And so it, it, there's definitely like that orientation, getting used to like flipping your brain 90 degrees and having it not mess with you is, is a, a beginning a point for me i feel pretty solid on like boost management and orient and like positioning the things that are much easier to understand and much easier to master are the things i focused on first but i like i still don't do i've never tried to do a ceiling shot i rarely try to air dribble there's so many things that people are like oh you gotta be able to do this thing like a flip reset now screw that like i don't i don't need to do any of these fancy flashy things i don't think to be able to be good at the game like i i have i've a thing that i've been saying for years and i still stand by this statement is if you score every open net that's available to you you'll be grand champ if you always score every the the easy chump goals you'll be grand champ in no time it's not it's not you don't need these crazy like outlier skill mechanics to be able to win they're fun they're cool but like you genuinely could just like the amount of times it's like oh you guys left the net open shouldn't have done that here we go i score it's one of the things like cookser is so good at that this amount of times he just like launches the ball from his own half and it's like oh i didn't even as a caster realize these players left a shot open but cookser saw it so we took the shot and it's like just kind of a lob it's not pretty but it counts the same as the flip reset does that's really interesting that you say one of your weaknesses is your ability to maneuver in the air and yet you are resistant to flip resets. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not that I don't want to be able to do them. It's just that I know that the not being able to flip reset isn't what's holding me back. Like for me, it's more like the ball is lofted at midfield. No one's challenging it. I'm up for it. I can make this shot. And instead I put it into the corner or I just miss the ball entirely. Like those sorts of, simple kind of fundamental rocket league shots that it's like if i hit these every single time i would be so much higher ranked it's it's simply that consistency 
you know a consistency i think is genuinely like the at the end of the day what is the one thing you need you you have to be able to do the thing you're good at every time and be able to not mess it up anytime and like man justin tweeted the other day freaking justin tweeted i'm so garbage at this guy i'm so inconsistent at this game and i'm like honestly dude you're in the top 10 of most consistent people in the world so stop i don't want to hear i want you to set the bar this high man come on chill out top four or five yeah like as just far as people that like always play the same way right he's so good like he, he, yeah he has mood swings but at the same time he, he on his worst day is still better than 0.01 of the like or like 0.999 of the world like he's he's, he's just he's, it's insane like his bad days are everyone else's good days and it's, even he considers his himself bad day is in an unimaginably good day for me <laughs> exactly exactly I would, I would take his bad days any day of the week absolutely He's pretty insane. So, it's it's yeah, and the fact that he feels inconsistent too means we all got a lot of a lot of room to grow. But again, like I feel at that point of the game, there's still I I would be intrigued to know what the intricacies of the game that he sees as compared to the game that we see and what he sees is possible that we don't yet understand. Yeah, yeah. No, the the, the guys at that level they're playing a different game than we are. You know, it, they are much closer to the the world I was describing of it's it's entirely a mind game. It's entirely about it's not about what can I do, it's more about what are they expecting me to do and how do I um like dodge around, work or out position around that expectation. And I, I it's there there still is a lot of room for growth there but yeah, the the level they play at the speed they play at how far in the future they have to be thinking to be able to have any sort of semblance of cohesion on the team it's pretty insane yeah and speaking of that one thing that i found really interesting the other day i was i just had fallen into fruity stream for one reason or another and he was on this little rant about uh, players in Rocket League, and he was going on about how there are tons of players that are more mechanically gifted than him. There are tons of players that are very, very good mechanically that are just, uh, to put it in a way that Flakes would put it, are dummies uh, <laughs> and with how they play the game. And so they will just never be able to play on the level of an RLCS player because the intelligence there and the decision-making is really what makes an RLCS player right now an RLCS player. Yeah. And then, of course, you have people like Justin, you have people like Chaucet, um, that are mechanically extremely gifted, squishy gimmick that are just really good on the mechanic side of things, but then also are extremely intelligent with the game. Like, they have that combination of both. Yeah, um, for sure. And I, I find that really interesting. And again, you know, I've talked to so many people in the past that say it's it's not hard to get to Grand Champ. You just have to play smart. Yeah, it's it, it. There's the the goal in Game Seven of Energy versus Vitality when they won when Energy finally won the championship. Um, you had like there was the the first goal was Justin hitting the ball towards the goal and then boosting past the ball to go demo kdop and net and that play isn't particularly like impressive on a on a technical standpoint what he did technically like driving his car to hit kdop was it, it was hard for sure but as far as justin things goes it's not that insane it was more mm -hmm. just the mental 
the 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 fact that he thought about it the fact that he thought like what i need to do here is to attack the player instead of the ball the ball is on target the issue is that there's a goalie in the way let's get rid of that goalie you know like that sort of ability to think through a play and think and and, and yeah it, it's much more of a, a thinker's game i also think that that's the strength of turbo pulse in general is that turbo you just you never see turbo going for a challenge he can't win and he mm-hmm. he, he is so smart at this challenge is th- i will lose I'm not. I'm gonna fall back. He does that thing I was talking about with rank, but like just at a, at a extremely different level. He has a much better read on the, the that guy is going to beat me by a millisecond. There's no reason for me to fly for this. I'm backing up. He's he's almost never out of position. He's so smart and he scores so many goals. It was like, well, you messed up. Here we go. I got this one for free. Right, and I think now now that I've been trying to play smarter myself. Uh, and not go for so many of those, you know, dumb challenges or challenges that won't necessarily produce anything positive for my team. I've I've been noticing on the other side of the ball that my car control is lacking, my understanding of the car is lacking, and my ability to keep possession or make productive touches is really what's keeping me from moving my game to the next level kind of like what you were saying about aerials uh even in like the ultimate aerial warm-up pack if i'm playing without bacchus mod so it's not making any changes to the shot Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be able to hit the same shot five times in a row yeah like i would not be able to go up for that first shot that's just an easy aerial across the field and fly to that ball and hit it to the same place five times in a row yeah and if i can't do that like obviously my abilities are not what they could be yeah i've it was so i grew up in music music's my background i went to school for music and had a degree in uh theory and composition and performed on stages and stuff like that i think it was was one of the things that kind of gave me a good foundation to understand what would make a good caster is just having been a performer um but my my mom started me on on piano when i was four and the one of the wow, practice that's really early it was very early it was, it was a very musical family it was wonderful but it was one of the, the the practice techniques she established was like if you're trying to play something and you keep messing it up d- practice it until you can play it three times all the way through without making a mistake don't don't like just because you got through it one time be like okay i'm good now you need to play all three times and if that third time you make a mistake you got to start over and that became this um kind of rule of thumb for me with practice of it's okay to move on once i can do it three times in a row and i remember early on into the days when i was like i am i i at one point tom gave myself a a practice regimen for rocket league it was it was a schedule of i'm gonna do this training pack and i'm gonna do and this was back when we didn't actually have training packs this was back when it was just there was the striker tutorial like uh practice thing the saves practice thing and the aerials practice thing even before the rocket league trainer mod yeah this was back before they added any of the the stuff it was just there was there was the the three training packs that came default with the game yeah Um, and then they had the three different levels they had like rookie pro and all-star i would do the i think it was the pro shot pack which was only 10 shots um, until and I would do every single shot until I had hit it three times in a row. The first one would be usually I just take three shots and it was done. And you know, like the ninth or eighth one would take me sometimes twenty times or twenty attempts or something like that to like successfully do it. And I would do I would do that with every with every training pack. I'd do that with aerials. I'd do that with saves. And I would do that with sh- with shooting. And uh, it it helped a lot. It helped a lot to like because it's so Rocket League is such a game that's like it's almost like skateboarding where it's like I'm gonna try and do this thing. 
and I have no idea how to do it. And you do it and you do it and you do it and you fail and you fail and you fail. And then finally you do it one time and you succeed and you're like, oh, that was so cool. I also have no idea what I did differently than the last 20 times. But <laughs> you and you just keep on doing it. And eventually you eventually master this thing and you have this kind of natural, intuitive understanding of physics that even like physics students don't have. You know, like it's, it's so interesting that like skateboarders understand the fundamental concepts of the f- physics in our world better than most like scientists do because they experience it firsthand hands-on and feet on with this board you know yeah. i think that i think rock league players are very similar just in a virtual physics engine i i definitely agree because there are so many players that this game to a certain extent has come like a lot of it has come naturally to them that they can just do it but they can't necessarily explain it like uh, i think a good example of that is a lot of of the early tutorials that you would see especially on like air dribbles you would see tutorials on air dribbles and a lot of it would be like you put the ball on the wall and then you hit it like this yeah yeah it's it's it's, and it's, it's draw this line draw the rest of the owl i was like okay right thanks. it's it's so much more complicated than that and intricate than that but it was just there as like oh you just hit the ball like this like watch my screen and see how i hit it and then you hit it that way too and then you'll do air dribbles yep and sure yeah like if you're able to just like look at it and be like oh that's how i hit it (laughs) and really people just then go into free play and try and emulate that until they figure out what works for them uh it's it's almost like that motivation to just try and duplicate it but i've really been able to figure out how to air dribble because you know i i feel like i can explain how to air dribble uh because of like oh when i hit it with this part of my car it goes this way and when i hit it this hard or when i'm going this fast it does this like i've had to break down each step for myself Mm -hmm. so that i fully understand the step-by-step process as opposed to just like oh i know how to do it because i can just do it every time yeah um and there is that very unique understanding and i think the skateboard analogy is a is a really good one that you understand it but you can't at all explain what you just did yeah no it's it's so there's so much about video games i feel like that became that way i remember like playing like halo back in the days and people would be like you play with a new friend and they would ask you like, wait, what's what buttons reload? And you'd be like, honestly, I don't know. I just press it. You know, like it's, yeah, I don't remember what the button is. If you like, I would have to play the game and then look down at my controller at the moment. I had to press the button to remember which button it was. I think it's X. Maybe it's Y. I don't know. You know, or imagine yourself playing it and then move your thumb and then be like, Oh, it's this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's here. Exactly. It's there's, there's just that muscle memory that becomes so intuitive. And in a game that's as fast as rocket league, you can't be thinking through your decisions. It's the game, your brain and your muscles just have to know what to do. Mm -hmm. Amen. So what would you say is like your aspiration for playing rocket league? Like what, (laughs) what would you like your capabilities to eventually be or are you just happy playing the game and as you progress you progress it's it's been a crazy journey i'm like 2100 hours in which is crazy to think about the fact that findable carpet was at 23 or 400 hours when rocket when rlcs started so now nine seasons later i'm almost caught up to where he was when we started um he's just he's a crazy guy but i for me like i said at the beginning like i've never been 
So one time I got placed into in Halo 5 when SWAT was something I was pretty good at. And Halo 5 SWAT ranked came out. I went and did my placements and it placed me into Onyx, which was like their equivalent of champion. And that was the first time I'd ever been in like the top tier of a game. Um, there was something that was a little bit messed up with their ranked placement system at the time as well. So I think part of it was just that I placed early. I like got ranked very quickly after the playlist came out. And it was like, well, we don't have any other people who are lower than you. So Onyx, I guess. And I I kind of held my own up there. But still, like other than like the next season, I placed in like Plat or something. And then had to like grind up through Diamond and never actually made it back to Onyx. And other than that one time, I have never in any game been in the top ranked tier like i said at the beginning of the of the podcast of any game and so when i hit champion in rocket league for the first time i did it by myself solo queuing and it meant a lot to me i remember that tweet yeah it was like it was after years and years you know and, and especially as someone who had always been very sensitive about how good he was at the game to successfully make it there after thousands of hours of play was a really important and like monumental thing. And then like there was the time I hit champ two for the first time. And I'm like, okay, there is progression. There is improvement. And now to have been, you know, in the game I needed to win to be in champ three for the first time was like, okay, like all of a sudden grand champ is like something that like, it's, it's, it's still super far away, but it's visible on the horizon, you know? And it's like, they, I've been so committed to this for so long that I think I can actually, I think I can actually do it. And I, I don't know how it might take another 2000 hours to get there. But at this point, I think I'm committed to as long as Rocket League's still around continue. It's, it's easily the game I'm best at in life. And I want to continue to try and get as close to that final title of grand champ as possible. I believe, I believe you can do it. It'll happen. We'll get there eventually. Even if you have to uh, get a couple pros on board to get you the rest of the way there, I'm sure one day you'll make it. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like I've hit every, so there was the first time I hit diamond, uh, Gibbs and I played through placements together and I placed into diamond one. And that was the first time I hit diamond by myself. But other than that, I've hit like diamond two, diamond three, champ one champ two all alone and at this point it feels really good to like break that threshold and know i didn't get carried not a single person helped me get there so i as much as it would be fun to like yeah i'll, I'll just queue up with like garrett and justin and i'll get grand champ no problem it'll just take a little while they can easily carry me like i'm i it'll mean more to me to do it by myself and after I get past there, then I'll start playing with them, you know. And I'll start hitting them up and be like, hey, I'm Grand Champ, you know, we should we should play together, man. Look, I'm just as good as you. Let's let's yeah, grind some on. games together. Come this on. This is easy. I and I don't know if you felt this way, but the first time that I hit champ, I was like, I made it, I'm done. Like I'm I'm good. I I think I'll never have to play this game again if it if it came to that. <laughs> and now that I've been here in champ for so long, it's just like, okay especially doing this podcast and thinking about the game as much as I think about like, okay, yeah, I want to get to grand champ. And then I feel like grand champ just opens this door to an entire completely different universe that is just never ending. Yeah. It's, I didn't, when I hit champ, it was kind of like, this is huge. Enjoy this moment for what it is. Feel that kind of weight of the fact that you are a professional expert at this game and you hadn't been at the top level of play, you can kind of like shake that a little bit. That felt good. 
but at the same time, I am one of like eight people who is a professional expert at this game and needs to be I, I, I hold myself to a pretty high standard with Rocket League. Like there's other sure. games I'm I'm fine with like if I'm playing you know escape from tar uh, escape from target was never ranked um you know when project day comes out right it's like i'm i'm i'll be happy to grind through silver and you know stuff with my friends like that i don't hold myself to a high standard with that game esports in general has this really high standard because most people most casters you talk to in every game were at some point a if they weren't on a leaderboard they were a former pro you know and it's like so it's, i just know that the the caliber of gamers I talk to is so high, but Rocket League is the one place where I actually try to maintain that myself. And mm -hmm. when I hit Grant, when I hit Champ One, it was like, "Cool, this is the beginning of the end. This is the first of the really hard steps I'm gonna have to take because I still want to get to Grand Champ eventually." And I think I, the fact that it's actually kind of like tangibly within reach is is pretty cool. And we'll see, we'll see what happens. Well, as I said just a little bit ago, I certainly believe uh that you'll get there um well, thank you yeah and once you do you can come back on the show and we will regale you with praise <laughs> and hear about all the changes and upgrades you made to your game so that you could get there that'll be beautiful yes so we'll talk in a couple months then yeah exactly we'll talk we'll talk next thursday it'll be great there you oh okay yeah, we're, we're, gonna, go. we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna win all the games from now on it's gonna be great Perfect. Well, um, I think that is a good place to start winding down. So uh, per the standard on the Infinite Boost podcast, the first phase of that uh, wave is to share any final thoughts with the audience that you might have uh, as as we start winding down. Hmm. Oh, man, final thoughts about playing ranked in Rocket League, I think, honestly. Or just anything in general. Or, I mean, if, if you have... There is there is going to be a shout out section right after that, so you no. don't have to throw anything in there. But just yeah. any anything that you would like to share with a few hundred people that listen to a Rocket League podcast. I mean, I just just be being kind to the people and ranked with you, realizing there's people on the other end of those cars, and like, yes, they may be like you don't know what happened in their life today. Maybe they're usually on any good given day, so much better than you. But today was just the day they got a ticket on the way home for going 31 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone from some real hard cop that just wanted to bust somebody. And like, and you don't know what sort of day that person's been having, like just giving people benefit of the doubt, cutting them some slack, realizing it's just a video game and Hey, you'll get them next game. I, I would, I would just highly encourage people to be, be kind to each other out there. Don't, don't don't put the the game above like I and it's funny because I sit when I play games, I'll sit in my computer and I'll I'll cuss out my teammates, but I don't put it in chat. In chat, I still just put GG well played, man. You'll get him next time. You know, I don't let them see that anger. I vent to myself a little bit to like help myself not tilt, but like I don't know, just being being kind to the people around you. Don't be a Bacardi shots. Don't be a Bacardi shots. Don't do that to people. Need to put that on a t shirt. <laughs> uh, that is a very good very good ending. I, I wholeheartedly second that thought process. Okay, next step would be uh, anything that you would like to share with people in terms of finding you on the internet. And granted, this will be posted uh, probably about halfway through the season already. So hopefully everybody's been watching RLCS. Uh, but if not, go ahead and share anything that you would like to share uh, along those lines now. 
Yeah, shout-outs to the defending world champs, uh, NRG, who are currently undefeated in league play. Um, they will continue to have their reign of terror. And you can find me at WavePunkRL on Twitter. Um, you can find me at WavePunk on Twitch. Um, you can find me at WavePunk on Byte as well. I got that yesterday, and I'm going to try and make some stuff with it. It's cool. It's like a, it's like a, a successor to Vine. Um, it's B-Y-T-E app. But yeah, I'm gonna try and make some content on there around music. And actually, if you are interested in music at all, I've I know I talked to you about this, Tom. I bought a OP one off of a friend, which is a little like self-contained synthesizer, and I'm about two and a half tracks into an EP that I'm gonna oh, nice. I'm gonna put out at some point of all that music. So if you are interested in like you know kind of digitally EDMy, uh, chip tuney music, uh, definitely be following me on Twitter and on uh, other platforms for the release of that. Whenever that is, I hope to get it out in the first half of this year. So we'll see. So you downloaded Byte, but then how do you feel about TikTok? Because they're, they're kind of like the same app. They're really... TikTok is very iterative, and it's... It, it's I, I don't... TikTok, I just don't... I, maybe I don't get it. Maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm a boomer now. But like it's the whole like... They're like, oh, use this one audio bit over and over again. And like like forty five hundred people put out a thing with the same audio bit, and it's like okay, the joke was funny the first two times, and now it's like the fourteenth time, and I'm just not laughing. I don't, I don't. Yeah. What what makes one TikTok stand out from another TikTok? Also, I couldn't figure out how to upload your own music. I couldn't figure out like how do I get the soundbite I want on here. I want to start something. I don't want to like iterate on someone else's thing. And sure. I, I couldn't seem to find the right way to do that. So maybe I'm just I didn't I I gave the show I gave the app like half an hour of my time. But um, Vine was something I always thought was really cool um, at the yeah. time when Vine oh, it was came huge. out. Yeah, well, I, I love that the music community on Vine was really awesome. It was that you would make like a six second loop and then someone else would like make a six second loop on top of your six second loop. So it was just like, it was sort of the same as as TikTok, but it was, you were iterating on the audio part of it. So like, that was just more my style. The, the, yeah. the time when Vine came out, it had on Android, at least for me, it had this lag um like it would lag for just like a split second whenever you started the app or whenever you started recording and it and it would also decent and then it would desync the audio so it basically made it like for what i want to do i can't use it so and then it died and that was fine but yeah no i'm excited for a new technology new times new app maybe uh this time i can actually make the content i want to nice yeah all right check them out there i will put links in the description below and then finally, before we uh, call this one done, uh, what is the last one? Oh, hey, any question that you might have for the Infinite Boost podcast community that you would like to hear feedback on or just somebody else's thoughts on a question that you have a curiosity about? <laughs> um, what is the next real life car you want to see in Rocket League, and why is it the Tesla truck? And why is it the Tesla truck? What hitbox would the would the Tesla truck have? I feel like it'd have to be Octane. Like it'd be like it'd With be like that... kind of a Merc equivalent. It would, it would, yeah. I think it would probably be smaller. Like it would, I feel like if you put the Tesla truck in the smaller game, smaller than an Octane. No, I, I think it would just, I think it would just be smaller than you'd expect it to be. Like it oh. would, it maybe kind of like look more like an RC version of the Tesla truck than an actual Tesla truck. I don't know. I, so I'm sure. always blown away at the amount of like 
different shapes they're able to fit into five hit boxes you know and have it feel pretty good yeah what is your what is your main car um i play a lot of maverick from the first rocket pass um right now i'm enjoying the titanium white dominus but um yeah maverick and nemesis honestly the twitch prime car i think is super dope too it's like a combination of like a 69 mustang like mock mustang and a jaguar i think that's pretty that's pretty cool and the maverick is the closest thing i think we're ever going to get to an actual mustang in the game so i really enjoy the maverick i was a maverick player for a little while when that first came out as well and enjoyed it yeah the, but that titanium is... white dominus though you can't beat that it was pretty cool this is it, it, i'm realizing I, I always went through cycles i would go through the long cars that i enjoyed and then i would almost always come back to octane at some point but I haven't played Octane, I think, since the Maverick came out. Like, I, except for like maybe in one or two events where I was like playing with a team or something like that, and we all wanted to oh. coordinate, and so like we like all drove Octanes or something. But like, this is, this is the longest time I've gone without playing an Octane in ranked. And honestly, it probably will be until I eventually successfully unbox a Titanium White one, and then I'll make a car with it. Yeah, I think that if the if the painted cars that you could get from the Rocket Pass were more basic, I would use those. Like mm. I like the original Maverick, the oh, first one. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that it's actually really frustrating that it's like no, there, there's something really clean and simple about the first Maverick and the fact that you only get the one, you don't get any painted version of it. Yeah, that's kind of frustrating. Yeah, that makes me a little sad. I mean, I, I'm not one to sit here and complain, and I understand why they do it. But if I could get a Maverick, the original one that was white. I would probably use that on a consistent yeah. basis. Yeah. Um, and maybe I, I kind of, the thing about the rock, the rocket pass is really fun because it's like, I just, I just constantly get new stuff, you know, like I've, I'm, I, every time I play, I unlock like three new things. And then once you get above level 70, it's like, this is dope. I'm getting like genuinely cool stuff. Um, but it does kind of sad that it's like, once it's over, it's like, you're never going to get any more Maverick stuff, you know, you're never going to get any more <laughs> like Maverick decals or Maverick anything. Right. I, 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 yeah. I could, I, I would enjoy kind of maybe seeing that come back. But at the same time, I also enjoyed the exclusivity of like, if you weren't around for the first rocket pass, you're never getting a Maverick and look at my cool stuff, kids, you know? Yeah. I, I enjoy that. There is definitely that as well. Well, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy to say, but we've already been uh, here chatting for an hour and 20 minutes. It's, <laughs> it's crazy how quickly the time goes by. It does. Um, so as we're, uh shutting this down i would just like again to say thank you for taking the time uh to chat with me about rocket league it's been really enjoyable um i hope that you have enjoyed yourself as well yeah this has been great thank you so much for having me and i hope the the podcast continues to grow man yes thank you so much um it's it's been a it's been a wild ride so far it's it's nice to see people enjoying it and all of that stuff uh but yeah thank you so much for joining me uh, it's been a real blast, and Wavepunk, thank you for the boost. Thank you.